Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, I just wanted to drop in really quickly. This is an episode that I did for um, Vanessa Dugan. She is a health coach and she runs a course called the Inspired Action Method. And she asked me to come speak to her clients about how to find time for self-care. So here's the lecture. I hope you get some value out of it. This is just what I do to make myself the priority and my self-care the priority, not in a selfish way, but in a survival way. So I hope you enjoy this little mini episode and have a great day. Hey everyone, my name is Liz Carlisle and I'm here today to talk to you about finding the time to make yourself a priority and to engage in self-care. So before I get started, I just want to say thank you so much to Vanessa for the invitation. This is a topic that is so near and dear to my heart, and it's something that I talk a lot about on my Instagram at Motherhood Unstressed. It's something that I talk about a lot on my podcast, also Motherhood Unstressed. And it's so near and dear to my heart because I've lived it. I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, I, I am a mother of two boys, ages three and six. I felt like I was drowning a few years ago. I felt complete overwhelm and I didn't know where to turn. So I, you know, I took my isolation and I took my despair and I kind of slowly crawled my way out through working out. And then from there, writing about my experience and how that had kind of helped me. And it was when I started writing and blogging that I hit a nerve with a lot of women. And so that only encouraged me to keep it going. And I started publishing articles for Elephant Journal and Red Tricycle, which are some online magazines. And the response I got from an article I wrote called Moms, It's Time to Start Being Selfish got over like 9,000 hits. And that was when I knew, okay, I've got, I'm on to something. I need to keep this going because this is changing and touching the lives of women. And this is important work. So that's kind of where the whole Motherhood Unstressed brand came from, and it's something I'm incredibly passionate about, and it's something I don't take lightly. Um, You know, these podcasts are literally touching and changing lives, so that's something I take really seriously. And so I'm just so thrilled to be here to talk to you about this topic. I think it's insanely important, and, you know, there's a reason that you're listening to this. It's because you know that you deserve more. You know that there's been a lack in your life and you want to get better. And I'm just so glad that you're here and that I can hopefully offer you some value in this chat to to really enact that plan and to put that into action. So I've developed an easy, you know, four-step process that I use in my own life. And it's something that's really been a game changer for me. And so I'm going to just go over it briefly with you and if you have any questions, you know, absolutely find me on Instagram under motherhood unstressed. Okay. So the first step is to decide, decide to put yourself first, decide to make yourself the priority. And I'm not talking about in a narcissistic way. I'm certainly not talking about in a a negative selfish way. I'm talking about you putting on your oxygen mask first. 
And you can't get anywhere unless you actually decide to do that. So that's my number one step. You have to just have a come to Jesus Jesus moment with yourself, look yourself in the mirror and say, I've got you. I'm going to take care of you. Like, I'm on it. So once you make that decision, I want you to take it a step further and start to get really curious about why you are making this decision. Is it just to lose weight? Is it just to feel better? What's really going on behind there? Because often it's never the weight. It's the emotions behind wanting to lose weight. So is it, do you want to be more accepted? Do you want to be more loved? Where is that coming from? Is it something that happened in your childhood? Is it just a generalized feeling of not being good enough? And I'm not saying look down on yourself and get critical. I'm really just saying be curious. And when you do that, you kind of take yourself out of your mind and you can kind of look at yourself as an outsider, which is something that I try to do in my morning meditation practice. And I just get really curious about my thought processes. And I'm just looking at myself as kind of like a gentle outsider with love, just holding space and and kind of be curious about what comes up. And so you've made the decision and you've asked yourself kind of the motivations behind it. And, you know, something might come to you right away and it might be an aha moment or there might still be some blocks, but at least it's a start. At least it's a start into you looking into, you know, why you want to do this. What is the motivation behind it? Okay, so number two once you've decided and you've gotten curious, is to write it down. This is really, really important, and it's also really simple. Um, And I think people don't do this enough because, you know, we all have these thoughts racing around all the time, but it's when you actually put pen to paper, you're, you're physically taking your thoughts out of the ethereal and you're putting it down into the material world, which is actually very, very powerful. So write down um, initially why you want to do it and what you think your motivations are, that should be the top. And then I want you to write down specifically how you spend the majority of your day. What are you doing day to day? What's taking up most of your time? Is it getting the kids ready? Is it cleaning? Is it going to work? Is it your commute? Is it book club? Is it soccer practice? Write everything down in a typical day. And then also write down all of your extracurriculars too. I want that all on the list. Okay, so once you've got all of that down, I want you to take another colored pen or maybe a highlighter and start marking off the things that you could start eliminating. And this is really hard for people. I think so many of us, especially women, feel an insane amount of obligation and guilt if we don't do everything that's asked of us all of the time. But I'm here to tell you that's done. It's not going to work because honestly, there's just not enough time. So... For me, (laughs) this was really hard because I was a member of a book club and my oldest son was in soccer and I liked doing, you know, the PTA meetings and all of that. So that was all on my to-do and it just got to be too much. And so I I decided that I wasn't going to have my son in soccer anymore. And the reason was he hated it. He hated soccer. He hated going to practice. He hated going to the games. For some reason, I had felt this obligation to have him in soccer because everyone else had their kids in soccer. Well, I eliminated that. And then I also told my book club members that I was going to be taking a hiatus for a while. And so I did that. And it was hard. It was it was a tough conversation to have. And I felt really guilty. But at the same time, I knew I had to put myself first, at least for a little while, to see if it would work for me. So you have your list. 
and you're going through and you're eliminating the things that don't really serve you. And actually, I just read this amazing book um, called, I think it was by Vicki, I can't remember her last name, but it's called Your Money or Your Life. And it's about how you spend money is really your life's energy because you're working and doing things for that money. And then that's when you spend it, that's literally your life's energy that you're spending. And so it can translate absolutely into this situation. Where are you spending your life's energy? What are you doing with your time? Because that's your life. You know, we're we're not going to live forever. So you really have to be focused on every single hour, every single minute of where your energy is going. And when you write it down, it makes it crystal clear um, about what you're doing and where that's going. So that's number two. Number three is put your plan into action. This is, this is the tough part. Um, you actually have to follow through with your, with your plan, you know, and it could be as simple as canceling the soccer practice, having the conversation about book club, but sometimes it's about, you know, having to get up an hour earlier to get your workout in or to meal prep for the day. And that's hard. I know it because that's what I've been doing (laughs) and I love my sleep. Um, so for me, it was, you know, going to bed at a more reasonable hour not being able to be on my phone or watch TV, which is something I love to do after the kids are put to bed because it's, you know, that me time that you get, but you got to do it. You know, if this is really what you want, if you want to reach these goals, you have to get more disciplined with yourself. Um, So now I get up at 4.30 a.m., which sounds crazy, but I tell you what, I've become so addicted to that because everyone else in the house is asleep. I can get up, do yoga, do my meditation, you know, read a little bit of a new book that I've been reading and journal if I feel like that. Um, And it's just, I start my day just so much more happy and calm and from a place of power than rather than jumping out of bed, getting in the shower, rushing around, getting everyone else up. Like that's, to me, I'm already, you know, behind the game, you know. So when I get up at 4.30, I have all the time in the world to self-reflect, to sweat, to drink my water, I feel amazing and I feel like I'm in control of my life and I'm taking care of myself and I'm really giving Liz an internal hug, you know, every single day. And again, it does take discipline. It does take being able to disconnect at 9 p.m., 9.30 and get into bed, Um, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. So, you know, step three, putting your plan into action, whatever that means for you, saying no a lot more saying yes to yourself, going to bed earlier, getting up earlier, doing it and being consistent with it. It's just, it's a game changer. So the last step um, is pretty simple, but it's also, again, very, very important. So you've been doing this, you know, roughly three weeks because that's, that's really a good amount of time for habits to form. You know, it's not 30 days. It's not two weeks, it's 21 days. It's a good amount of time for the new neural pathways to go through and for you to really develop a good practice of doing this. So after 21 days, come back to your journal and write down what's been working for you and what hasn't really been working. Is there something more that you could take off the table? Is there something else that you could eliminate from your life? Or maybe there's something you could put back on back into your schedule, you know, the book club or maybe the soccer practices, something like that. So come back to the page and reevaluate. But I also want you to ask yourself, are you happier since doing this plan? 
Are you, are you stronger? Are you more focused? Are you less happy? You know, do you miss certain aspects of your life that you eliminated? And if, and if that's the case, can you start bringing those back in a different way? So really, it's just about coming back and reevaluating and, and assessing how far you've come and where you can go from here. So I hope that this talk has brought you some serious value. I hope that you start working on this immediately as soon as possible. And I would love to hear, after 21 days minimum, how it's impacted you. So again, you can find me on Instagram at Motherhood Unstressed. And I want to hear your stories. I want to hear your successes or things that you're still struggling with because I feel like we're all trying to live our best lives. We're all trying to do the best we can for our families and our relationships and the people that we care about. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm doing the same thing. Um, so I'm just so thankful that I was able to share you know, what works for me and what's absolutely worked for my clients. And I hope that it works for you. And I wish you the utmost success on your journey uh, with Vanessa and beyond. And uh, take care of yourself because you're the only one that really can. Have a great day. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.